Welcome into another episode of Locked On Phillies, and it's arbitration offer day. This is the day that teams can settle with players who are arbitration eligible ahead of actually going to the arbitration litigation, I guess we'll call it. So we'll let you know who the Philadelphia Phillies have agreed to contracts with and who seems to be heading to arbitration and what that means for these individual players and how they view the Phillies. And also, I'm going to give you my first way too early 2024 opening day 26-man roster prediction, including some players that I think the Phillies may acquire. So we'll go through that, and I'm going to call my shot on today's episode of Locked On Phillies. You are Locked On Phillies, your daily Philadelphia Phillies podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yes, this is Locked on Phillies. I'm your host, Connor Thomas. Thank you so much for checking us out. I'm into year three now, being your host of Locked on Phillies. So I appreciate you joining us here. Locked on Phillies is part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Please make sure you're rating, reviewing, subscribing to the YouTube. All that significantly helps us out here at Locked on Phillies. So appreciate everyone who's already done that and everyone who's going to do that to get new notifications on new episodes. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked on to get started. Speaking of money, today is the deadline for deals to avoid arbitration. So there are arbitration eligible players Every team in Major League Baseball has them. And if a deal has not been reached by 1 o'clock today, and as I'm recording this, it's 2.40 p.m., so uh, we're kind of past that deadline already, um, then what that means is you'll be heading to arbitration. Real quick, if you're not familiar with what arbitration is, it's for players who are unable to go to free agency yet. They're still under team control, but they need to have a way to make more money, so they're just not capped at where they've been their entire career. It's a way for the players to try and make more money, and it's a way for the teams to try and keep that money manageable for them. So what happens is there's an independent judge, and the team will submit a dollar figure, and the player will submit a dollar figure for what they think they should be paid for the upcoming season. And the independent judge or arbiter will tell you, based on the cases presented by both the player and the team, what that player deserves to get paid. So they'll come to an agreement, some type of agreement, not really an agreement because they can't really refute it. um, Once the arbiter comes down with the number that they feel is responsible, but it's an independent contractor, basically not affiliated with the team or player. So basically it's an argument between the team and the player on how much they're worth more on that in a little bit, but to tell you what's happened so far today, the Philadelphia Phillies have a couple of arbitration eligible players. So, With what's going on, uh, Jeff Hoffman, Ranger Suarez, Gregory Soto, Edmundo Sosa, and Alec Bohm are the five arbitration-eligible players that could have received the contract by 1 o'clock Eastern Standard Time today. The Philadelphia Phillies came to terms with two of those players. So Ranger Suarez agreed to a $5.05 million salary for 2024, avoided arbitration. So Ranger Suarez locked down for his dollar amount for the 2024 season. Jeff Hoffman, the stellar reliever that came out of nowhere, also agreed to a contract to avoid arbitration. His is $2.2 million. So that's an extra $7.25 million, seven and 
a quarter million that are going to be on the books for 2024 to pay for Ranger Suarez and Jeff Hoffman. So Suarez taken care of, Hoffman taken care of. And what that means is Gregory Soto, Edmundo Sosa, and Alec Bohm seem to be headed to arbitration. Now, the deadline, I believe, for the final figures for arbitration is tonight at 8 o'clock. So the team and the player will have to submit their dollar amount for what they believe the salary should be from each of their perspectives ahead of tonight. So you don't have to worry about Ranger Suarez. You don't have to worry about Jeff Hoffman. I think both of those uh, are in really good spots as far as dollar amount. Oh, and we actually have some breaking news, courtesy of uh, Scott Lauber. There are two more arbitration avoiding agreements for the Philadelphia Phillies. Edmundo Sosa has agreed to an arbitration avoiding contract of $1.7 million. Uh, or I'm sorry, and that also has the Jeff Hoffman one. So uh, so Edmundo Sosa is good as well. So you have 2.2 to Jeff Hoffman, 1.7 to Edmundo Sosa. That's the only news that was broken there. And then you have the 5.05 to Ranger Suarez. So two guys that still need to at least reportedly come to deals. And that would be Gregory Soto and Alec Ball. And if those guys head to arbitration, I already kind of explained to you what that means. But here's the thing, right? And this I worry more about with Alec Bohm than Gregory Soto. Gregory Soto is a guy that was traded for. Uh, he's under team control for a while. Alec Bohm is a player who came up through the system who's the everyday starter at third base for the Philadelphia Phillies. And this is what I worry about, right? Arbitration is basically going to require the player to make a case for why he should be paid more. No problem. Super easy, right? I could tell you why I deserve to be paid more. You could tell your boss why you deserve to be paid more. That's not a hard argument to make. And that's something very typical of employees in any line of work. But on the other hand, could you imagine if your boss walked into a meeting where you asked for a raise and had a PowerPoint presentation that was like, this is what you did wrong. This is what you did wrong. This is why you shouldn't get paid more. This is why you shouldn't get paid more. Normally, well, it just happens, uh, we can't give you that raise right now. You don't have to go into actual details. Well, in arbitration, the team is arguing against the player getting paid more openly, actively in front of a judge and saying, yeah, here's all the reasons we don't think you deserve that amount of money. If they had to come to an agreement, if the figures were close, they would have come to a contract that avoids arbitration. So for Gregory Soto and Alec Bohm, it seems, at least based on what I'm seeing as far as reports, that they'll be heading to arbitration. Still a chance for a report to come out that an agreement has been made and they just hadn't announced it yet, but uh, we'll keep you updated on that in the coming days. Should know by tomorrow because of the deadline for arbitration um, offers, or not arbitration offers, but really the final figures ahead of arbitrations tonight at 8 p.m. Uh, so we'll have that updated for you. But what arbitration can mean for a player is it can mean feeling disenfranchised by the organization that they're a part of. It's something that you don't just forget easily when an organization tells you all the reasons that you don't deserve to get paid more. If Alec Bohm goes in there and the Philadelphia Phillies make a presentation and say, bro, your defense stinks and you haven't hit for power and we compare you to these other third basemen that you think you're better than, he's going to remember that over his time with the Philadelphia Phillies. Now, this is part of the sport, so it's not something unheard of. It's not something that players don't deal with, uh, where you're looking at a situation where it's just the Phillies saying Alec Bohm stinks or Gregory Soto stinks. No, and that's not it. And it's not always as contentious as the next one, but it can get contentious, and it can be a thought process that sticks with these players. 
they're going to think about this during the remainder of their time with the Philadelphia Phillies. So allowing a player gets to arbitration does open up the possibility that there's some resentment between that player and the Philadelphia Phillies organization. For Alec Boehm, who's going to be a mainstay for the future for the Philadelphia Phillies at third base, or at least they'd like him to be, that's a troubling thought. And Gregory Soto's a guy that did not have a great first year. The Phillies could hammer into him in their arbitration case. How would that make his chances of bouncing back and wanting to perform positively for the organization? Uh, that's the thing. It's a bit of mental gymnastics. And there's certainly a scenario where they come out of the, come out of that totally fine. Now, Boehm's not annoyed, and Gregory Soto's not annoyed, and they end up with a figure. And, uh, by the way, you're not required, the judge is not required to go with the team's figure. He could agree with the players on both of these options, if Alec Boehm and Gregory Soto do indeed get to arbitration. And then they could say, hey, see, judge proved me right. And no real hard feelings because I got paid. Money fixes a lot of problems. But the point is, arbitration can be a tricky thing for a team to balance. And uh, yeah, it's just one of those situations where you always hope that your team avoids arbitration with players because you don't want to go through contention. But it seems that that's where it's heading for two of the Philadelphia's five, Philadelphia Phillies, I should say, five arbitration eligible players. So again, Boom, Soto will keep you updated on their situations. This does not mean that they won't be part of the Philadelphia Phillies. They're going to remain with the team. They're under team control. This is just an argument about how much they're getting paid. They don't get the opportunity to seek free agency or anything like that. Or uh, I suppose they could ask for their release, but people don't like do that. That doesn't happen. They're going to be with the team. That's not the point of this. It's just what were the what will their mentality be when it comes to how the team views them after going to arbitration. So we'll keep you updated on the news from that. But that is the update on the Philadelphia Phillies, five arbitration eligible players, the three who have agreed to deals and the two who seem to be headed towards arbitration. Coming up next, we're going to jump into an early 26-man roster prediction that will include some spots that may be taken up by free agents. And I'm going to start by telling you <laughs> just how far we've come since last year's roster predictions. We'll get into that as we continue Locked On Phillies. Let me first tell you about our friends over at Jace Medical, though. I know we come to sports to escape from some of the crazy realities of real life, but can we just talk for a minute about preparing for tough situations? You might be on extended travel, bracing for a major weather event, or limited by yet another supply shortage, but either way, you're covered by Jace Medical. They've got life-saving antibiotics and a long list of daily medications that can be ordered in a one-year supply, including ED generics for Cialis or Viagra. And Jace Medical also has the Jace case, which is a pack of five different antibiotics to treat a long list of bacterial illnesses, including UTIs, respiratory infections, sinusitis, skin infections, a whole bunch of other stuff, too. This stuff could really happen to any of us. So visit JaceMedical.com. Complete your physician encounter, and it's going to be reviewed by a board-certified doctor, and your medications are going to be dispensed by a licensed pharmacy at a fraction of the regular cost you'd pay for. It's never been more important to be prepared than in today's world, so go to jacemedical.com, and you can also use offer code Locked On to get $20 off your order. All right, let's go through 26-man roster predictions. So, Part of this is kind of going to be all over the place because of a situation where we don't know who's signing still. Free agency still ongoing. But I want to start by taking you through the final 26-man roster projection 
for this past season for 2023, just to show you how far we've come. So last year, and also will show you how much the Phillies are standing pat, but we'll get into that. Um, JT Romuto and Garrett Stumps were the two guys I predicted to be catchers of the team. That worked out. Uh, Reese Hoskins was the first guy listed the year for the 26 man for infielders. Unfortunately, we know the ACL tear kind of ruined that, but it was Hoskins, Stott, Turner, Bohm, Sosa, Harrison, and Derek Hall. Now, Hall ended up making the team after Hoskins got hurt. Might not have before that, but you're going to see a lot of those same guys as far as starters in 2024. Uh, the outfielders, Kyle Schwarber, Nick Castellanos, Brandon Marsh, and Guthrie was on here. Dalton Guthrie was listed as the fourth guy in the outfield. That, obviously, you changed the makeup of that when the Hoskins injury happened. The, um, the starters, Zach Wheeler, Taiwan Walker, Aaron Nola, Ranger Suarez, and I had Bailey Falter listed. Turns out Christopher Sanchez ended up being the one to get the opportunity with Andrew Painter facing an injury. And then the bullpen, Gregory Soto, Craig Kimbrell, Sir Anthony Dominguez, Jose Alvarado, Connor Brogdon, <laughs> Andrew Bellotti, Nick Nelson, Matt Strom. So replaced those guys at the end of the year with Orion Kirkering, um, with Jeff Hoffman, and I, I guess Michael Lorenzen would be the other guy that ended up in there. So it ended up being a little bit different by the end of the year. But things have certainly changed going into 2024. So let's break this down. Let's get to 26 men on the Philadelphia Phillies roster, starting with position players. JT Romito, Garrett Stubbs, they're going to be the two catchers. That's not changing. Hasn't changed for multiple seasons now. It won't change in 2024, at least in my opinion. Uh, now we're going to have to make a replacement here. On the offensive or on the infield side of the uh, of the equation, Bryce Harper in there for Reese Hoskins. Hoskins probably not going to come back to the team. Hasn't been officially signed yet, I don't believe. But uh, the Phillies have Bryce Harper playing first base. So Harper at first, Stott at second, Turner at short, Alec Bohm at third. Edmundo Sosa is going to be on the major league team again. So that's one, two, three, four, five infielders. Who else will be there as far as infielders? That could be really all you're looking at, and you could be looking at a much larger contingent of outfielders on the opening day roster. Who are the other guys that could potentially be infielders for this team? I, I don't really know that they have any. I think that's who they're going to roll with, and then they're just going to have to have a versatile player. More on that later, or I guess we could say more on that now. I'm going to put impending free agent down here in the infield category because there are going to be a lot of outfielders. I think, again, the free agent love of my life, Kike Hernandez, can play infield. I think he'd be such a perfect fit for this team. He'd fit into both the infield and outfield category. So we're just going to put a free agent down there. So that brings us to two, four, six, eight players. And we know that pitchers-wise, you're going to be looking at five starters and then two, four, six, eight bullpen arms, probably. So 13 guys there. So if I do the math, we're going to need 13 position players. So right now, again, we're up to eight players before we hit the outfielders. So that would mean five outfielders to make up 13. Kyle Schwarber is going to be there. Nick Castellanos is going to be there. Brandon Marsh is going to be there. Johan Rojas, I believe, is going to end up making the team. I know he's struggled offensively. I think he's going to be on the roster just at this point in time. And then you've got a bit of a question. Is Christian Pache on the team or is Jake Cave on the team? Or do they make a move for somebody who has more options? Now, that could be possible. And I did a bit of an episode on 
the optionality and the minor league options that do exist and don't exist with a lot of players on the Phillies roster. But if I had to guess, if it is a guy still on the roster, Jake Cave is probably going to be the guy that gets that spot. Christian Pache is going to be a guy that I don't know where he ends up. He could be granted his release. And you could be looking at a situation where he continues a floundering career after being a top prospect in the Braves organization. So the outfielders, this is what I think the Phillies are going to do. Not what I think they should do, what I think they're going to do. Schwarber, Castellanos, Marsh, Johan Roas, Jake Cave. And my hope is that they'll upgrade over Jake Cave. And maybe if they get Kike Hernandez, then they'll keep Pache and just have more upside in the outfield. But until that player is signed, I'm going to go with Jake Cave. And then there's just going to be one more impending free agent when it comes to position players. Coming up in the final segment, we're going to flip over to the pitchers. I'm going to tell you who I think makes the roster and how many free agents the Phillies are going to need to sign or call-ups they need to have from guys that didn't finish the season with the major league team in order to fill out the roster from that perspective. So we'll discuss that coming up as we wrap up today's episode of Locked on Phillies. And let's talk about FanDuel Sportsbook. FanDuel's absolutely awesome. Love our friends over at FanDuel, and they've got a great deal going on for you. They're the title sponsor of today's episode, and the NFL regular season is wrapped up. But the playoffs are still going on, and there's still time to get in on the action. With FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers get 150 bucks in bonus bets. Guaranteed. You don't have to win. Nope. Guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's 150 bucks in bonus bets, win or lose. The app's super easy to use. Uh, You can bet live same-game parlays. You can find bets in the Explore tab that you might not have found with other apps. You can make a parlay in the Parlay Hub, or you can look for popular ones made by other users. You can also bet your regular stuff, money lines, over-unders, future bets. There's so much you can bet on FanDuel. It's an awesome deal. It's an awesome app. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and make your first bet a layup. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. All right, let's go through the pitchers that are going to be on the roster in 2024. Now, it seems like the Philadelphia Phillies are very interested in starting pitching depth. And I think that's because right now, as things stand, now I don't know how likely it is that they do add another guy, but it looks like the rotation is going to be in no particular order. And it's just the order I had last year, so we'll keep it relatively the same. Wheeler, Walker, Suarez, Nola, who have re-signed this offseason. And then I'm going to put Christopher Sanchez down here for the time being. I think more likely than not, that is your rotation going into the regular season. But there is a possibility that there is a move made. Now, when I did the free agent conversation yesterday, it's still available. I named some guys like Blake Snell or uh, Jordan Montgomery. People were like, ah, oh, the Phillies are not going to spend that amount of money on those players. I understand, which is why I said I don't think it's likely that they end up getting one of those guys. I'm talking about guys that would be good fits if they were going to be as aggressive as they proved they were with the Yoshinobu Yamamoto uh, courting. Now, those players are not Yoshinobu Yamamoto, not age, not potential. Like, they're just – they're not. Blake Snell, I know, is the defending Cy Young, but he's old compared to Yamamoto. So, anyway – Basically, I think the rotation, more likely than not, is the same as the way it ended the season last year. Now we get to an interesting spot in the bullpen because Craig Kimbrell is gone. Um, Connor Brogdon never really quite cut it. Andrew Bellotti, maybe he'll get a chance. (laughs) Excuse me, still fighting over that cold. 
but Andrew Bellotti not a part last year, Nick Nelson not a part last year. So the four guys from last year's predictions um, that remain, Gregory Soto is going to be on the roster, Sarantia Dominguez is going to be on the roster, Jose Alvarado is going to be on the roster, Mastrom is going to be on the roster. We know we talked about Jeff Hoffman earlier, so we'll put Hoff Daddy down here as the fifth spot. So you now have five guys. I do think that it would be silly to not have a Ryan Kirkering on the roster to get him more experience. So I'm going to put him down here as well. So that's two, four, six guys in the Major League bullpen. If they do sign somebody to be a starting pitcher, I find it hard to believe that Christopher Sanchez is going to be utilized at Lehigh Valley rather than using him as a swingman and putting him in the bullpen. So if another starter is signed, I think Sanchez will move to the bullpen, and then you'll just need one other bullpen arm. But as it stands right now, Gregory Soto, Sir Anthony Dominguez, Jose Alvarado, Matt Strom, Jeff Hoffman, and Orion Kirkering, I think, are all going to be on the roster, which leaves 24 men and two spots left. Naturally, I think you're going to have to make two bullpen additions. Now, are those call-ups or are those signings? I'm looking at the names of guys that you might trust that have done stuff before you in the past. Bilotti, I don't know. He was kind of the flash in the pan guy like Hoffman. Didn't show a lot this past year. I can't trust him. Connor Brogdon, I've never really had a lot of faith in. Some guys thought he had upside. I've never really bought into Connor Brogdon. Uh, even though he's got a great name, uh, I don't think he's quite a major league caliber pitcher. So I don't see it with him. Nick Nelson. Nick Nelson's intriguing. He'll have a chance to win a spot in spring training, but I don't. Honestly, I'd want to see two more additions here. So I'm going to put down impending free agent one and impending free agent two here in my notes app when it comes to the bullpen. So there you have it. Let me read that to you back again. My first 26-man roster prediction. This is way early. We'll, we'll update this as guys get signed and stuff, but we'll see how close I am to calling it. JT Romito, Garrett Stubbs is the catcher. Infield, you're looking at Bryce Harper, Bryson Stott, Trey Turner, Alec Bohm, Edmundo Sosa. Then there's going to be a swing guy that could play both outfield and infield. I think that's going to be a case. Cody Clemens was that guy this past year. He was a big use for the Philadelphia Phillies. Jake Cave, actually kind of that guy. He played some time at first base. You had um, uh, Ellis, Ryan Ellis. I, I, there's so many Ellises because there's an Ellis on the Eagles, and then there's a guy, Ellis, I played baseball with in high school. Bottom line. Ellis, who played first base a little bit for the Phillies, whose name is escaping me right now. He didn't do a lot for the Phillies, but uh, he was kind of one of those guys that played first, could play a little bit outfield, but never really made an impact. You're going to have another swing guy on the roster this year. I don't think it's Clemens. I think it's a signing. Then in the outfield, Kyle Schwarber, Nick Castellanos, Brandon Marsh, Johan Rojas, and I think Jake Cave gets a spot over Christian Pache because this organization just seems strangely obsessed with Jake Cave. Um if there's an outfielder that's okay that you sign in free agency, well, then it could be Pache for the upside. Then when you move to the pitchers, Wheeler, Walker, Suarez, Aaron Nola resigning, Christopher Sanchez. I think it's more likely than not, again, they don't add another starting pitcher. And then the bullpen will be Gregory Soto, Sir Anthony Dominguez, Jose Alvarado, Matt Strom, Jeff Hoffman, Orion Kirkering, and two impending free agency acquisitions hopefully one of which has significant closing experience because I don't know if I trust any of those guys besides Jose Alvarado. I don't think they'll use him that way to be the closer in 2024. So there you have it. Some predictions 
as we draw ever closer to spring training, I think we're like 31 or 32 days away. We're coming up on uh, the month mark of how far away we are from pitchers and catchers reporting to Clearwater, Florida. So that's a great thing. We're getting closer to Philadelphia Phillies baseball to the point where I can start to put together a bit of a guess at what the roster is going to look like. So we're going to up that, uh, update that sporadically throughout the course of the rest of the offseason and spring training, and we'll see how close we were with our first one. So I'll save a screenshot of that on my phone, and then we'll continue to update that as the situation changes. So let me know how I did with my roster predictions. Let me know what you think about arbitration in the comments. If you think that Alec Bohm or Gregory Soto are going to be in a situation where it affects their mentality towards the Philadelphia Phillies. And um, please continue to keep checking in on us here on Locked on Phillies. Make sure, again, you're rating, reviewing, subscribing to the YouTube, all that good stuff. Five stars wherever you uh, consume your podcast set. I appreciate all of that. If you could do that, that really helps me out. We're part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. And I will talk to you next time on the next episode of Locked on Phillies.